Hey, you guys, what is going on? Welcome to the camera ads 10 pounds. I'm your host, Peter Sirs. I am a comedian, I'm a podcaster, and I'm a guy that cares about health and fitness. Um, do me a favor, you guys, before we start, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, only Apple. Just leave a review for this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it, okay? Um, it would help me with the algorithm. It would help me grow this podcast. And, you know, this podcast has grown, but I would like it to grow more. I'm just being honest, you guys. I want to impact more lives. The whole reason I started this podcast was to inspire others, you know, to get to take better care of themselves, health and fitness-wise. And, you know, I, I feel like I do that. Some episodes... We kind of veer off and I, I you know, we, we learn about other people and stuff, you know, but every episode is designed to motivate people, period, no matter who I have on. So anyway, do me a favor and you, if you could do that for me, that would be awesome. Um, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Performa.com. You guys, I love them. My girlfriend, maybe not so much because I have so many of their products lying around <laughs> the house, but... Um, any fitness accessory you can think of, they have from shaker cups, which is where I fell in love with them. Workout towels. They have the best fucking workout towels, dude. Their towels are awesome. I promise they wipe up stuff. They look cool. Um, they got like pill containers, meal prep bags, meal prep containers, wrist straps that are cool as shit. They have all kinds of fitness accessories. So if you have a fitness lover, go to performer.com, pick up pick up something for your fitness lover you know you might be your friend your boyfriend your sister i don't know you could buy me some shit i don't care i could always use more stuff regardless of what my girlfriend says um so anyway go to performer.com enter the promo code 10 pounds that's the word 10 the word pounds and you will save 15 percent off your order and this podcast is also brought to you by my good friends at bucked up supplements you guys i'm so I'm going to be honest, I'm so fucking jacked right now, and yes, it's because I work out a lot, but these workouts are fueled by bucked up supplements. I use all their stuff, their pre-workout, their post-workout. I have a testosterone booster by them, natural testosterone booster that I take called RUT. Um, I take so many of their products, and they're awesome, they're all safe, they're effective, you know, they test them, like, it's great. I, I was talking with the CEO um, for this other uh, podcast, the performer podcast that I host, and just, I love their products. So anyway, if you want to get into better shape and you need some supplements, go to buckedup.com. Whether you're trying to gain muscle, lose weight, you know, increase endurance, whatever it is, man, they got a supplement for you. I promise, okay? Like I said, I take a lot of their stuff. So anyway, go to buckedup.com, enter promo code 10 pounds. Now for them, it's the number 10 and the word pounds, and you will save 20% off your order. They even have sample packs. All you got to do is pay shipping and handling. You can get a bunch of pre-workout samples sent to you. Anyway, uh, you're welcome. So uh, what's up, guys? This is the podcast that you guys have grown to love over the years. Um, I just wanted to, before, I, I have a guest this week, so you guys don't have to listen to me the whole time. I know you guys hate that. Maybe you love it. I don't know. I honestly, I don't know why some of you listen, but I'm glad you do. I'll be honest. I'm glad, I'm glad you do. Um, I just wanted to kind of talk about my trip this past weekend. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get to go to Baltimore and basically DC. I had, I had shows in Baltimore and I had shows in Arlington, Virginia, which is basically D.C. They call it the DMV 
because Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia are all like extremely close to each other. Like you could, I think, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna double check. But if I'm not mistaken, I think there's a point when, uh, where you are literally in all three places at the same time. I'm pretty sure that's a real thing. That's why they call it the DMV. I'm pretty sure. Let's see. I'm looking at it. There's Maryland. Yeah, dude. There's Maryland. There's Delaware. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, they're very close if they're not at all touching. I can't quite tell on this map. But anyway, um, I drove. You guys... <laughs> It's a long story, but basically, yeah, I'll, I'll fucking tell you guys. I don't care. I'm, I'll be honest with you guys because that's what I like to do. So sometimes you go to a comedy club and, uh, you know, they say, okay, it's going to be, you know, $800 for the weekend or $100 for the weekend. No, not $100. Well, yeah, when I was an MC, 100%, there were clubs, I'm not going to name any, that would give me $100 for the weekend. So, yes, do the math. I would lose money taking those jobs, you guys. We talked about it talked about it a little bit when I had Mike on the show last week. But, you know, I've always, once I realized that I could have a career in stand-up, like, or at least I told myself I could have a career in stand-up. I knew, but I, I knew the trajectory. I knew the time that you needed to put in before you really started making money. Um, I knew that if I wanted to work and develop relationships with clubs, that I was probably going to have to start as an MC at a lot of the clubs, which you should, you know, but that I would probably have to take a financial loss <laughs> to get to some of these places because if I had to fly then you know that's two hundred three hundred dollars and if I'm only getting paid a hundred dollars or a hundred twenty five dollars then you know I'm losing money but I always saw it as okay yes I'm losing money on this job right now but one I'm still getting paid to do comedy and there's nothing fucking better than that but two in you know two years or three years when I get moved up to feature act I'm going to be making you know Four hundred, five hundred, six hundred dollars, maybe, right? And then in a few years after that, I'll be headlining this club, and then I'll be making eight hundred or twelve hundred or whatever they pay the headliners. Everybody's different, right? So I knew that it was just going to be an investment. It's just like buying a stock. You know, you buy a stock, you might buy it on the ground floor, and then it grows and grows, and then pretty soon you fucking own Apple stock, and you're a fucking millionaire. Like that's how it happens. So. I've always had the confidence knowing that I was just investing into myself and into my career. I understand that not everyone has the luxury of doing that. And I don't say I had the luxury, but that's why I never quit my job is because I knew that I needed to still have a job to support the fact that it was going to take a long time for me to really start making money in comedy. And I don't make a ton of money in comedy. Like I do okay, but here's the thing. So some clubs will give you whatever the, the rate is, right? Other clubs will give you what's called a door deal. And if you don't know what a door deal is, it's basically like, okay, we'll give you a percentage of the ticket sales, let's say, you know, 50-50, you know, whatever, you know, we'll split the box office 50-50. Some clubs might give you a better deal, 60-40. Some clubs might go 70-30. 
And so you're like, okay, depending on how many tickets I sell, this is how much money I'm going to make. So both of these jobs this weekend were, were door deals for me. So you know, they, they, they agreed to let me headline, but on the notion that we would take a door split. So however many tickets I sold, I would split, you know, whatever the split was. So bottom line is I didn't know how much money I was going to make this weekend. <laughs> But I knew that I wanted to work these places, one, just to go and see, because I'd never been to D.C. or Baltimore, for that matter. And two, it's just like I'm getting ready to record, you know, my album in a couple weeks. So I need to run that hour as much as I can so that it's ready, you know. So for me, that's more valuable than like whatever I'm going to make. But anyway, the moral of the story is flights were expensive, dude, like. The cheapest flight was like 600 bucks, and I'm like, that's just not going to be worth it. I might not make that much money this weekend. <laughs> like, you know, and I get it, but like, it's just like, ugh, I'd rather just drive, save some money. It's going to be a pain in the ass, but then I get to see like the country, you know, a little bit. There's certain states that I still haven't seen. So we drove out there. I took one of the comics from Oklahoma City. His name's Adrian Corwin. Um, he's one of the guys that kind of you know, kind of one of the the common, not common, like, I don't know, just one of the comics in Oklahoma City that works the most, I guess, or kind of has, you know, an idea of how to work more or so, I don't know, anyway, and he had asked me if I had anything coming up, like if, you know, and I was like, actually, you know, I got to go on a road trip, I don't know how much money I'm going to make, but if you want to go, you know, he's like, yeah, I'll go, so anyway, but guys, I had so much fun, man driving across we so we drove across Missouri Iowa uh, Missouri Ohio Missouri Illinois Indiana Ohio then after Ohio I think we went through West Virginia I want to say and then there's like a weird place where it was like West Virginia and Pennsylvania kind of like at the same time like, we would pass through West Virginia, and then we'd pass through Pennsylvania, and then we'd pass through West Virginia again. Um, and then we ended up in Maryland, um, and then Virginia. And uh, it was really cool, you guys, like, just seeing all those places. And then I went to D.C., obviously, and just, you know, I'm 42 years old, you guys. I'm no spring chicken, but I've never been to D.C. before. So, like, all these monuments, you know, the, the, our founding fathers and just all the stuff that you grow up, like, you know what it looks like because you learn about it in school and stuff and you see it in pictures and maybe movies and TV shows. But, like, until you see it in person, like, just, I don't know, just a different thing seeing it in person and, like, seeing the White House and the Capitol and being like, holy fuck, how did these white people think that they could just fucking break into the Capitol and like, you know, just stuff like that. But then just seeing like how massive some of these statues are and some of the pillars on like these buildings and just there's so much history in D.C. Kind of like, you know, when I was in New Orleans a couple weeks ago, uh, but there's just so much history in D.C., and I just got to see it firsthand, and it was just so cool. And I, I, I had to run. Uh, I was supposed to run 13.1 miles on Sunday because um, I'm training for the marathon, and I did it, you know. But it was like the easiest 
13 miles I had ever ran because I'm, I'm running, I'm running by the Pentagon. I'm running by all these fucking statues. I'm running, you know, by the Washington Monument, by the Lincoln Memorial. I'm running to the Capitol. Like, it was so, like, for lack of better terms, like, it was fun. Like, the most fun I've had running that, like, the week before, I ran 12 and a half here in Oklahoma City. And it was, like, 100 degrees, and it was fucking awful. I died. Like, I couldn't, I had to walk some of it. But, you know, it was like, you know, it's like the morning in D.C. It was maybe like 75, 80 degrees. But I'm passing by all these cool monuments and I'm running around. It's called that. It's called the National Mall. And it's the little it's a little loop that goes around. You know, if you walk along it, you go to the Capitol and all those places that I named. And it's the it's the loop where Captain America and Captain America, when he he's running and like uh, Anthony Mackie and those guys are running and he runs by them. He's like on your left. And I'm like, Oh shit, this is so fucking cool. And so like I did it and I filmed myself and then there's a video of me running on the loop and I'm going on your left. And this girl got scared. She's like, Oh, <laughs> and it was so funny. I felt like Captain America. So it was just a great trip. And you know, even though I couldn't sell out my shows because my name is not recognizable yet. Um, just the fact that people pay money to come see, a show that I'm headlining, it's pretty fucking cool, man, it's literally my dream come true, so, you know, just keep pushing, man, you know, I talk about all the time, but, like, I know I still have a long way to go into where I want to be in my career, but I'm really enjoying the process, and just enjoying how my career kind of evolves, and it's just cool, man, and the fact that I got to go to D.C. and get paid, to do comedy there and you know then we drove back i fucking drove all the way back from dc all the way back to oklahoma city without like i i drove like we obviously we stopped for gas and for food and for bathroom breaks and stuff but all the way through 19 hours man didn't stop to sleep it got a little dangerous at the end but i just wanted to get home at that point once i was past i was gonna like stop and and set up shop like in memphis or little rock but Honestly, I kind of just wanted to sleep in my own bed, so I just fucking wrote it out, man, and, you know, you can attribute it to the fact that I take care of myself, and the fact that I was able to make that drive without having to need to sleep, although I highly recommend you sleep, but anyway, it was just cool, so if you're listening to this podcast, and you were at one of my shows in Baltimore or Arlington, thanks, you guys, I had a great time, I can't wait to go back, I'll be back next year, because, uh, next, uh, they they just as I'm recording this, they just announced the MLB season for 2022. So that means that uh, tomorrow, literally, I'm gonna start getting to work on the tour that I was trying to plan lot two years ago in 2020. League of My Own tour, all the baseball fields, shows in each city, and we're just gonna fucking do it, man. I'm doing it. I don't need to wait for a fucking gatekeeper for Netflix or HBO to give me something. I'm gonna do this shit my fucking self. Just like Andrew Schultz, just like Rogan, like these fucking guys that just went out and did and said, fuck the industry. That's what I'm doing. I'm not saying fuck the industry. I'm saying I'm not going to wait around for someone to give me an opportunity. I'm going to create my own opportunities. And I encourage all of you guys to do the same. So anyway, um, that's enough about me. Um, I have a guest. Um, I've known this guy. I gave him the intro when we did the interview, but you know. Just I met this guy when I first started doing stand-up. I don't know if you guys know this, but when I first started doing stand-up, I was just trying to get up on stage as much as I could, and I kind of got like 
I don't want to call it like a job because it wasn't like a job job, but basically Flappers is a comedy club in Burbank, you know, a lot of people talk shit about it, but at the end of the day, stage time is stage time and I needed stage time. So, um, I got, I guess you could say like, basically I would pass out tickets to people. There's like, they're kind of like in this little downtown Burbank area. And so there's like movie theaters and restaurants and stuff. So I would just go out there and pass out tickets um, to people, free tickets to come to the comedy show, you know, to fill the room. And every time somebody went back to the club with one of my tickets, um, I got $2. So, you know, some nights I would make like 50 bucks. Sometimes I would make 70 bucks. I think the most I made was like a hundred bucks in one night, just passing out. I was fucking killing it. And, um, this wasn't necessarily part of the deal, but I would always get to go on to the late show after I was done passing out the tickets. So anyway, I met this guy there cause he used to work there, uh, you know, at the box office at the door and stuff, seating people and whatnot. Um, we met and he was a comic as well. He worked there and, you know, just nice guy, you know, and I, I thought about it as I was like, as I was talking to him in the interview, but I'm like, man, I've known him for like almost nine years, which is crazy. Like this time has flown, but, um, he's a really cool dude. He's a baseball fan. He's a Cubs fan. Uh, we talked a little bit about baseball, but he also has, uh, kind of changed his lifestyle as a comic. That's hard to do, but he's become much more healthy and, uh, he's going to talk to us all about it. So you guys will hear my interview with Aaron Marsh and then I'll close out the podcast in our interview. Um, so thanks for listening. Enjoy the interview with Aaron Michael Marsh, you guys. Uh, okay, guys, through the miracles of the internet, because that's how we fucking have to do it right now for them. Well, not always, but, you know, and pe- for people that I want to interview that are not near me, it's an easy way to do it. Um, this guy I've known, to, this is actually, I've known this guy probably since I first started doing stand-up. So like close to nine years which is crazy. Um, we go back to those days. He was, uh, were you like a door? You were like, just like a, not like a door guy, but like a, just I like was a door a, guy. The door guy, would you call it door mm-hmm. guy at Flappers Comedy Club? Uh, you know, like you meet people and some people are nice and some people are not. And, um, but I wanted to have him on the show because I know that throughout this whole thing, whereas some people took this as an opportunity to just treat themselves like shit and let themselves go and whatever. This guy took it the other way and actually lost a considerable amount of weight, which is why I wanted to have him on here so we could talk about it. Um, but he's a comic, uh, very funny guy. He also has a podcast called Putting Up with Aaron Michael Marsh. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Camera Adds 10 Pounds, my friend, Aaron Michael Marsh. Thank you, thank What's you. Up? What's up, buddy? Thanks for doing I'm excited this. to talk to somebody else who also has hats on the wall everyone makes fun of my hats um okay so i actually have way more hats than i have up right here mm-hmm. these are just very special to me for various reasons i have my special hats on a different uh, wall see, over there here. you go yeah see that's what i'm talking about yeah mm-hmm. so exactly uh, yeah so i i have all my just like all my hats in my closet but these are like you know dodgers world series hat other dodgers world series hat this is mm-hmm. uh my favorite of the uh, the Fourth of July hats. Yeah, it's a good one. I get them every year. This is my favorite one. And then uh, this one is uh, it was my last Dodger hat that uh, I got when I had season tickets. So this is like oh, that's an, great. 
this is like an RIP because I don't have season tickets anymore. So okay, so like that's fun. I'm gonna go through my little like <laughs> Hall of Fame for it. So there's the World Series hat, right? There's like okay. the one that that's like we won, so it's got the trophy, and then over here is like the we have the thing on the side that says World Series, like that yeah. I got when we were still in the World Series because I know we're gonna win. Um, they're all Cubs hats for those that of are course. listening. Yeah, Aaron's and the then exactly, and then the red bill is just because that's the hat the hat in Little League, okay. and then this one is the last hat I bought at Wrigley Field, and then this one's signed by Fergie Jenkins. I wore it to a spring oh. training game. And he was there and I had him sign the bill of the hat. And so I hang it on my wall now and I've not worn it since. For those of you guys that are not baseball fans, uh, Ferguson Jenkins is his full name. It's not Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas, just in case you guys were wondering. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I do want to start this podcast off uh, or this interview off, at least. Um, I want to give you my condolences because I know that uh, the Cubs are not going to be good for a long time now. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, it's okay. That hold on, my girlfriend's calling me. I don't know. Hold on, really quick. Okay. All right, yeah, no problem. Hold on, see right now. Um, yeah, man, like the Cubs, just like I know, like I mean, anyone who's a Cubs fan, literally anyone, like you guys have been through a lot, obviously, because they mm-hmm. were, you know, the lovable losers and all that, and like, you know, they had this young core of guys that came up that were, you know, so, I mean, and they were together for like a while, but like you just thought that it was going to be like maybe not a dynasty, but like just not just completely, you know, Mm -hmm. you guys won in 2016 and then five years later, just bam, fucking everybody gone. Okay. So I got a perspective on this as well, of course. And I do think it was a dynasty, uh, especially for Cubs. If you look at the Cubs, like just legacy, our dynasty doesn't have world series championships. It just has teams that go to the playoffs. Got it. Yeah. You know, like, and so like when we go to the playoffs three years in a row, I'm like, this is, this is our <laughs> dynasty again. Okay. And so now that we had a team that went like seven years in a row, it was like, this is the greatest stretch of Cubs baseball I've seen my whole life. Okay. And in the middle of that, we were able to get a world series and I've watched the team become more like, Oh, this is what a great wild card team we have. It, it was no longer contending. But we also knew we were going to the playoffs. So I understand where it's like, no, we have to start over. This is not if we keep this core group of guys together, although I love them. And like, I feel like two, maybe three of them are my top five Cubs now. You're like, that's which is crazy. Yeah. You still have to go. Well, for us to have a future, if we keep them all together for another five years, we're going to the World Series zero years. See, I knew they would. I knew they would break up most of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they would break up all of it. I didn't expect it all to happen in 24 hours. Yeah. I'm like, wait, like, you thought like, like for me, like I was like, and sorry guys, this, I know this isn't my baseball podcast, but you know, uh, like I thought for sure Bryant would be gone. Cause, and then, and then that maybe bias, you know, I figured jock, you know, he was on borrowed time, but when you guys got rid of bias, Bryant and fucking Rizzo I was just like wow like that's it like yeah I assumed we were going to keep one of them and build around them yeah and then it was like because uh Baez went first Rizzo went second and then I was like oh Bryant's gone Bryant was the one I knew was definitely leaving right and so like it was it was definitely a one-two punch because I didn't think Baez was leaving so you're like oh he's the first one to go punch to the gut and then Rizzo and you're like oh no I thought for sure if we got rid of Baez we're keeping him yeah. And so I just knew it was all going and it's really sad, but also 
I love those guys. I do. Like, and I'm seeing the highlights of them and their new teams, and I'm still excited by it. More so than my own highlights right now. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I see. I, I, I'm the same way. Like, especially if it's like a – because those are all – those three guys are all homegrown guys. So, like, when mm-hmm. guys come up through the Dodgers organization, if they're homegrown guys – and even if they're not homegrown, depending on who it is, but, like, even when they go away, you know, sign somewhere else – or they get traded somewhere, you still kind of root for them because they're like, you know, once a Dodger, yeah. always a Dodger, I feel like. But you know. Yeah, well, and to like bring the Rizzo thing a little closer to home, I'm from Tucson, Arizona, and I used oh, to go see right. him play AAA ball when they were the Tucson Padres. Oh. And he was the first baseman there, and I was like, Rizzo's my guy, too bad he's never going to be on my team. And then lo and behold, when he got to the Cubs, I was this, I celebrated that like we got Mookie Betts. You yeah. know, like I was like, are you kidding? We got Rizzo on the Cubs now? And then he became an actual all-star and everything. So, like, to me, he was my number one guy. Maybe my favorite Cub of all time, which is, again, crazy. Right. But it was just like, oh, I guess that's the end of that story. I mean, I guess I guess potentially, right? Like, mm-hmm. one of them could come back as a free agent. Um. Yeah. No, there's a, potentially any one of them could. Yeah. Potent- uh, potentially. We'll potentially. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple good prospects out of it. But, yes, but uh, wait. I hope. I oh, hope. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't get a lot because they're all their contracts were all going to come up so we weren't right. able to get much yeah yeah that's a bummer man and we're still paying for them you're like so what's the point just let it expire uh, so okay so let's start let's start off here first of all uh how long have you been doing stand-up Aaron? <sighs> I, I think a decade okay you hit a 10-year mark yeah i hit a 10-year mark okay that's good that means you're in it right that's what they say right when Actually, they, I think mm-hmm. they, they say, like, after, like, if you stay in it past seven years, then, like, you're in it. I hear every three years is a slump of people that leave. Okay, I could see that. And I was just like, oh, I get it. And definitely the six to nine mark was probably my toughest of the slumps. Yeah. It was easy to get to six years. And then after that, you're like, wait, this is a large chunk of my life. Like, yeah. how am I doing this? Am I doing it the right way I want to do it? What do I want to say when I'm up there? And like, so that's really when I started to really shape was after six years. Okay. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Okay. So let's, let's, let's talk about this. So I, I know you lost a bunch of weight, but how, what's the actual number of weight that you lost during this whole thing? I don't know the exact weight as of right now. I haven't weighed myself in a bit, but I would, it's somewhere between 15 to 20. That's great. Yeah. So and it wait. looks like a lot more because I'm five foot three. And so yeah. my weight packs on fast or like leaves fast. <laughs> yeah. You're, it's like more, it's like a more condensed, right? Mm-hmm. For uh, sure. So did you start during COVID? Before COVID. You started, you started before COVID and that was kind of mm-hmm. like, you just kept it going kind of thing. Yeah. I started seeing a lot of pictures. I hated of myself day after day, you know, like, cause you do stand up. People take pictures and you're like, God, yeah. I look awful in this. And then it's like, you're like, all right, cool, whatever. We all have a bad picture. Maybe tomorrow. And then you're like, God, I look awful in this too. And it was like, there was a, a streak where you're just like, there's like probably six months where I really zero out of 10, like every picture of me. Bummer. And so I decided that I was going to learn how to do hundred pushups, one set, 100 pushups, right? The first uh-huh. day I got three. Right. And it was like after the third one, like I could have done myself up and I was like, oh, no, I'm like actually out of shape. I'm like, I'm out. And then, like, for some reason, I was playing a video game and it just gave me this adrenaline. I was playing a baseball video game. And so then I was like, every time I hit a home run, I'm going to do five. And then I was like, oh, shit, did I accidentally do like 60 throughout the course of this day while I just sat here and played games? 
And then it became like a thing where I was like, every time I go to the bathroom, I'm going to do 25. And then it became every time I go to the bathroom, I'm doing 50. Every time I go to the bathroom, I'm going to do 60. And I never got um, to the point that I did 100, but I started doing just a massive amount of pushups in a day. Okay. Um, but I wasn't really, I noticed there was like a little bit of shape difference in my chest and stuff, but I still carried a belly. You know, like, and then the pandemic hit. And I, uh, and I know that we all remember with the grocery stores are bare. The worst. And everybody was like, you got to fucking make sure you bring home rice and, and pasta. And I remember being at the grocery store and there was nothing. And I was like, I am definitely two things I am not bringing home, rice and pasta until the other side of the pandemic. I just swore off all rice and pasta. And, um, and then when I was like, you know what, while I'm at it, I'm swearing off carbs and French fries. And like, so like, I was just like, all of that's done. And so I was just at the grocery store, like, okay, what's left. And so I bought like a bag of oranges and then I bought a bunch of salads and there wasn't any meat. So I just no, bought a bunch of, there, there was no meat except at least in my neighborhood, um, they had chorizo, which is hilarious to me because mm-hmm. it just, I lived, I didn't think I lived because I, I lived right by the Beverly Center. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't necessarily a Jewish neighborhood, but I'm like, why does nobody like chorizo? But then I'm like, that, to, to me, that was the only explanation because they can't eat mm-hmm. pork, you know, like. Oh, maybe. In I my mind, you need it with eggs. You know, like I would never eat chorizo straight. Wait, are you serious? Have you never had a a chorizo taco like not with eggs just chorizo no because then it's dude. at least cut with some vegetables i don't think i've ever had it dude. just straight it should it's good dude like i bet it is because i love it yeah like there there's a there's a taco truck called el i think it's called el chato or el chavo don't hmm. one, one of those it's on the el chapo no it's not el chapo definitely not el chapo but it's on the corner of Olympic and Pico. I always tell people mm-hmm. it's my favorite taco truck. The lady uh, that owns it, uh, I, get, I think it's a family, but like she's like the like the cook, and they don't get there till like eight o'clock at night, Tuesday through Saturday, I want to say. And uh, there's this old lady behind cooking, grilling the fucking tacos, and she's got these sunglasses on, like at night. And it's just the craziest fucking thing. But like hmm. they have chorizo tacos. It's fucking awesome. And there's other places that have them too. But that's kind of like my favorite. I'll check it out. Yeah. I should have sure. It's funny because to me, it's like being like, oh, I love mixed drinks. And you're like, have you ever had shots? And I was like, no. And you're like, <laughs> you got to try shots. It's true. I'm like, I need cutter for my meat. But there was, yeah, you're, there was no meat, dude. Like I still There was to- no meat. I, I always, I always, I still have the video saved of like going to the store and just going through the thing and there's no meat. Cause I'm like, someday I'm going to have kids and I'm going to show, but like, look at, we had like people, we, we thought we were going to die. Yeah. It was bare. There was only like a couple of random things that people just didn't touch. For some reason, a bag of oranges was there and the salads were there. Like those pre-packaged, like yeah, yeah, yeah. one serving of salad. And so I only bought that. And then when it was time to reload, I was able to get a little bit of chicken, but I still went to the salad. And so all of a sudden I became like, I don't want to say salad obsessed as much as like my diet, which still to this day is based around the salad and it's based around meat or um, chicken and beans. Just a lot of that, you know, like, and I try to have more of like the fiber and vegetables than I have of the meat. Okay. Like that's like kind of the goal. And so that started 
the actual fighting of having a gut, like because I had a gut forever. And then I um, started watching. Do you know who Bully Juice is? I'm sure you do. You do this podcast. I don't. I'm embarrassed to say who's Bully Juice. He's a YouTube channel where it's just it's a buff guy who's super <laughs> friendly, who does like these like videos where it's like 10 minute morning video where it's like he'll just have you go through the exercises with him. And he stops and gives you the thumbs up. And he like started showing me like all these things. Not personally, of course. I'm just right, watching I, his YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah. And so all of a sudden I was like, morning. Because in my mind, I was like, I did 10 minutes of exercise. I'm done. And yeah. then you're like, no, I guess I got to do this. And then like I had all the time in the world. So I was like, I'm going to do the night one too. And then all of a sudden, Bully Juice also has these videos of like, watch me go shopping. And I was like, yes, I want to know what Bully Juice does for shopping. So I know which are my good and bad habits. I never learned good or bad eating habits. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy because there's like, you know, some fruits and vegetables you want to stay away from, like, or like to just recognize that, like, yes, I'm eating fruit, but it's a sugar. And so, like, I was like starting to now learn at 40, I'm 39. So I guess then at 38, what an actual balanced diet was. Yeah. Because in my mind, I was like, oh, no, no, no. I eat a little bit of vegetables, mostly meat, and then I eat bread and rice until I'm full. And right. that was like the big mistake was like learning that bread and rice were just like things to be avoided. I thought it was things to fill me up after I had the other stuff just so I felt full. And you're like, no, full is bad. Yeah. Full is when your body. Yeah. Technically, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when it was three times a day. Yeah. And then I also cut out uh, a meal. I'm doing, I do the intermittent fasting. Okay. Every day. Every day. Oh, wow. I do two meals and I make sure that they're eight hours apart from each other. I don't care. I try to get to noon, but some days I'm just super hungry at 10. I'm like, okay, you can do that, but make sure that you definitely wait that full eight hours before you eat again. Wow. Eight hours. So, so you don't eat till 12. So you basically 12 and eight and that's it. Yeah, correct. Wow. I I mean, you don't like that? (laughs) I don't. I will tell you, I am definitely more irritable in the mornings. Yeah. A million percent. I inter... See, I inter- ever see everyone has their different like interpretations of intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. and like, everyone has like different windows. It's like I go 16 hours and then I eat for eight hours, or sometimes it's some people it's like 12 and 12 or whatever. So, like, I do it once a week and I do it on the days like my rest days, the days that I'm not working out. That's yeah. when I intermittent fast. So, for, for that period, I won't eat until 12, sometimes yeah. one, but usually 12. But I'll eat during, and so I just give myself from 12 to eight to eat, like, so I'll eat like, you know, three or four times in that window, but I don't eat like as much as I would normally eat, like on a training day. Um, but, you See, know, but I don't do like much training. Like I would say my workout is light. Yeah. And I know you're like in the gym. So you like, you do the gym so hard. You probably have to do like recovery of gym. Yes. I definitely don't, you know, like <laughs> I, and so that was like, how I was able to tell myself that you're like, that's fine that you don't go hard in the gym, but then you got to go hard on yourself in the kitchen yeah. and you have to not snack. I had to learn that all snacking is bad calories. There's not a healthy snack. Cause that's an oxymoron because whatever you're snacking on is excess to what you actually need. Calories in versus calories out basically. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I had to learn that it was like, I need to not focus on every time I eat right. I need to focus on every time I eat wrong. Yeah. And okay. so like that became like a, a shift too, because it wasn't like I had salad. I deserve cookies. It's like, no, you did cookies. You can't have another thing, you know, yeah. like 
you just had cookies. You can't have dinner now. You have to choose between cookies or dinner. Yep. You, I mean, that's how it should be. That's not how I mean, everyone does it. That's not how I did it until yeah. now. Right. That's cool, man. That, it, I, I think like, I mean, and obviously, I always talk about this, but like doing stand-up and then having a job, like it doesn't like, especially doing stand-up, like in the environment that we're in, it doesn't mm-hmm. always lend itself to, to healthy eating habits because no. we're probably in a club or in a bar or somewhere where there's probably not great food options. Right. And then I don't, do you drink at all? Barely. Okay. I, I don't drink, but like, you know, if you did, you're in a, you're, you're, there's alcohol there obviously, or you're driving a long time or like maybe you do a show and you want to go hang out somewhere. So then there's bad, like, there's all sorts of that's the two ways that's the two ways it gets me is they go hey we'll pay you in a free meal and so you think just out of principle i have to eat this free meal i do not but yes (laughs) yeah i understand you do not i uh i do 80 percent of the time where you're like well let me look at the thing i guess i'm doing chicken tenders and french fries or whatever you know like or a hamburger and i haven't since then because like i try to eat before i leave for stand-up now good that became like a thing where you're like no no i better leave before i I better eat before I leave the house. Cause if I eat when I'm out of the house, I choose bad options. Right. Well, that's why for me, like it, I mean, it depends, but like most clubs, 95% of clubs have shit food. Yeah. So like, so I go into it knowing I'm not going to eat there like 100%. Mm-hmm. So either I'll eat before, but I also like, especially like when I'm traveling, like I'll take like a bunch of like protein bars and stuff. So it's like, this is what I'll eat. I'm fine with it. it. Whoever's with me needs to understand that this is how it's going to be. And like, that's just it. But it's hard to make that choice. And I get it. But I try to tell people like, it is possible. You just have to have, it's all about willpower, essentially. Yeah. You know, like, it's so much well, easier. Yeah, that and for my lack of willpower, I have fiber pills I now buy. Oh, really? They keep you full? Yeah, uh, yeah it it curbs my want to have yeah. a bunch of snacks look at that good for you buddy so i got some it says pure for men so i was like this is this is for me it's for men <laughs> so they keep it keeps you does it also i mean i'm assuming because it's fiber it also helps you poop a little bit more yeah i was always a good pooper though okay so cool. i don't want to yeah, I don't want to talk bad about my butthole, you know? Okay. Yeah, but yeah. like, I'll try to take two before I eat a meal. So that way, when I know that I'm done with the meal, I'm not super craving. Cause yeah. that's when I'm most likely to snack is right after the meal. And I'm not feeling full yet. Yeah. So I try to eat before the meal and then uh, you take six a day. So I try to do two with each meal. And then I have two that are just kind of wild card for if I'm just feeling like snacky. I'm like, no, 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 no. Take the pills instead. Interesting. I yeah. Like it. Uh, and then, uh, so you you said your workouts are very light but you still mm-hmm. are, are doing things though yeah oh yeah okay. no i would say that i still do about 500 push-ups a day 500 yeah throughout the day good, good for you man yeah. and then my job requires a lot of moving and so like that was another thing i when i wasn't working i was on an exercise bike i had an exercise bike that i would do five to ten miles on every day okay and then i got a job and so all of a sudden my steps, because I have an Apple Watch, went from like three to five thousand a day to ten thousand to fifteen thousand because there's a lot of movement in my job. Yeah. And so like it was just like, oh good, this is perfect. 
and now like also on the weekends because i'm not at work and i realize because i wait obsessed now yeah when i wake up saturday you're like well i'm not gonna just do nothing and i also want to treat so i make myself walk three miles to a cafe that i like okay there's a cafe i like so i go there and i'll get like a coffee and a cookie but i have to walk three miles for that cookie and i also have to walk three miles home for that cookie great so i do that where it's like i feel like i'm cheating like i'm tricking myself you're like yeah you can have a cookie but you have to walk six miles for it and it yeah. takes you three hours and you're like yes but this where, is good where do you live i live in uh, los feliz okay oh that's yeah yeah that's i mean that's, that's a cool place to walk yeah it's not I bad because i get to walk by griffith park and i'll walk yeah. to silver lake for the for the cookie and then i'll come back from silver lake okay yeah, and yeah. it takes a couple hours i listen to some podcasts and i catch up with friends while i'm doing it that's what i used to love about when I was home, uh, trying to go back there, but they keep adding things like masks again and whatever. But um, like, I would walk everywhere, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I would walk to the gym. I'd walk to work. I'd walk to Improv or the Laugh Factory. I would walk, like, literally, like, walk to the store. Like, I would walk everywhere, and like, it makes a huge difference because when we got locked down and I wasn't walking, like I was still walking to the store, but like, it wasn't like I was going to all those other places. So sure. I, was, I would look at it and be like, Oh shit. Like I only got 10,000 steps in instead of, you know, the normal 20 or 25, like this sucks. Damn. You know, it was, yeah, it's yeah, a lot. It was, uh, so I had to like go running more and like, I would just, I would go on a random walk just to like listen to a podcast for like 20 minutes, just because mm-hmm. that was all we were allowed to do. But it does make a big difference, man. Like the, I tell, for the, sure. more, the more you move, like I, I wish, I wish more people would go on walks like that. Like, you know, just walk around the block a few times or whatever. Like, even do you know what a mini stepper is? Like the little stair stepper thingy that the one that's like a, yeah, yeah I've seen those. I got one of those too. I put in front of my TV. Oh, sweet. And so the idea of that is, Cause I get antsy when I'm watching TV. Yeah. I have a mini stepper. So I'll sit down and then I'll go to the mini stepper and I'll like, just walk for probably three, four minutes, sit back down for like two, get back up and do that just to deal with my antsiness. And I'll watch it. I'll do like 3000, 5,000 steps just because I'm watching TV. Right. That's what, that's what I, I really, I'm trying to get my girl. I mean, knock on wood, but like, I want, I want a home gym at some point, but like, get like an elliptical or something so that I could just do that mm-hmm. while I'm watching, t- well, like, like while I'm watching the game or something, you know, like, cause if I'm watching the game, I'm watching the game, but like, if I could, you know, just add a little bit more cardio while I'm doing it, why not? That was you the know? point of the mini steppers. I looked up exercise. I, I want to say I, I Googled exercise equipment or exercise cardio apartment. Yeah. Oh, and wow. that's what came up was because it yeah. was like, this thing only takes up this much. It's like the size of an old school Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, with little steps on top and so like it takes up no space and so people in new york were like reviewing it and giving it good things and after 10 15 minutes of it because if you really say i'm not only doing five minutes do from one commercial to the next commercial break you will start to sweat a little bit and you're like oh i see it i understand yeah. the mini stepper now, it's got resistance does this mini stepper because I, I i i've seen them i'm just i don't have one but mm-hmm. does it have like a thing where you can like change the resistance on it yeah oh sweet okay so and great. sometimes it feels a little light. So you just go in there and you crank yeah. it up a little bit. And it's also got some resistance bands for your arms. But oh, I don't okay. feel like they're doing much because your feet are moving so much. I feel like yeah. it's just loosening the bands for you. Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, so that probably... feels a little bit redundant. But outside of that, I love it. Okay. 
So good for you, man. Now, are you trying yeah. to are you trying to tell? Because the reason I don't know if you know this, but the reason this this podcast has evolved quite a bit. But the initial reason I started this podcast, and I always talk about this, was because I was a comic. I am a comic, but like at the you know, like I'm a comic that is into health and fitness, and there's not a lot of us, right? I mean, there are there are some people. There 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 are quite a few, but like. When you think comic, you don't think like, oh, yeah, workout, eats right. Like that, those aren't the things you think about, right? But I yeah. did know quite a few that were. So like when I started the podcast, it was to kind of bring that awareness. Uh, and I try to tell other comics, like, you know, if I see people like, you know, like we're on Facebook or whatever, like, yeah, I'm trying to lose weight or whatever. Like I'll message them. I'll be like, hey, man, like if you need fucking help or pointers or whatever, like hit me up, dude, because I wish like. Comedy is so hard anyway, you know, everything that goes along with it, the, the stress, the rejection, the fucking, mm-hmm. the self, like the self-awareness, but also like, like you were saying, like, sometimes you watch yourself on video and you're like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, or like, why did I say that? Or, you know what I mean? There's just so much like not good stuff for us, like mentally that I'm like, you guys, it's better if you take care of yourself. Like you, you'll feel better, like you know, you'll, you'll have less stress. You maybe won't be as depressed. Like all those things are obviously benefits, but not a lot of comics listen to me, obviously. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, but something like, I mean, to tell you the truth, mine's, I don't even want to say shallow as much as more insecure than that, uh-huh. where it was, I was, I've been videotaping all of my sets for the last three years and I've released zero of them because I don't like I just look at my stomach the entire time uh, and I go, well, I'm not releasing this. Look at the stomach there. <laughs> and so you're like, well, if that's the reason you're not releasing your standup, then get rid of the stomach and release your standup. Yeah. And so it became like a, this whole thing. You're like, no, I'm going to do this because I got good at standup and I want to show people, but I don't want to show people my body. Well, then get right. the body that you need to show people to do it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean the name of this—the name of this podcast—is the camera adds ten pounds, and there's a reason mm-hmm. why that was the name because the same thing. Like I like you know you have people like well why are you why are you working out so hard and whatever you like you look good I'm like I know but like you don't understand like on camera I look different like the camera mm-hmm. adds like literally the camera adds ten pounds it's not a joke like when you see I mean you know you live in LA like when you see actors in person and you're like oh you're so little like yeah every, everyone's so small because on on camera they look like giants and some of them are i mean like you know like like a chris hemsworth like he's a jack dude right but i mean on screen he looks like a fucking giant and he's really like what like six yeah it's no maybe. but there's still that moment when like a chris hemsworth will walk in the room and you're like he's not that big yeah you know like i work yeah. in promo and so, like, I would see a lot of, like, press shots get done. And, like, I remember John Cena walking in and being like, he's little. And John Cena's not little. I just right. expect him to be bigger. He sh- he's not. How tall is he? Like, six foot maybe? Yeah, six foot maybe. Maybe 5'10". Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, right. he's, not, he's not a monster. He's definitely not the tallest person on set. But also, he feels like he's four and a half feet wide. Yeah, you know, like, he's... there's just, like, a square of a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Okay, so we want, let me, okay, I'll, I'll rewind. Now that you're like, you know, obviously more, more aware of like what you're eating, exercising, like, have you tried to like tell other comics that maybe don't take care of themselves? Like, hey man, like, 
you know, work out a little bit or something. <laughs> I haven't done that, but I do like, like, I'm not going to say names, but like a friend of mine is like, we should hang out. And I was like, let's go for a walk. I do yeah. these long walks for a cookie, you know, like, and he was like, okay. And then like, so it was like, I feel like I got to sneak that in where you're like, yeah. I get to hang out with my friend. Um, I warned him that it's a couple miles. And so like he hung in there, but it was also like, you know, he's not a big walker like that. Yeah. But it was also just like, that was cool. And he did the full walk back and everything. So you're like, okay. this is great. So like, yeah. I've done a little bit of that, but not really. A couple people have said like small things, nothing like mean or anything. And I always just tell them like, Hey, I really just started really watching bread, rice, and sugar. That's yeah. the three things that seem to be everywhere that when I cut that, I started to see results more than working out. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I work out a lot. One, because I like the way it makes me look, but it's also just, I just physically feel better when I train, you know, like yeah. psychologically, I just feel like my mood's better. Like it is, but yeah. Um, I mean, you have people like, like, uh, like, you know, you, do you know, Laura, Laura bites? Yeah, of course. Like she lost like almost 50 like something pounds. Like, and it's the same thing. Like she completely cut out anything like flour, sugar, like all of that. And like, so for me, like I generally, like as I got older, you know, cause I'm a little bit older than you, uh, my body started changing, you mm -hmm. know, and I started recognizing that like, like, for example, I mean, you know, I was on a comics budget and whatnot, but like probably I would say 10 years, I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day That's for like crazy. 10 years. And if it wasn't peanut butter and jelly, it was peanut butter and banana. But like, that was my shit for pro at, at least 10 years. And then somewhere around like, 35 36 like it just started making me feel like kind of bloated afterwards and then I recognized it was like oh like my body's not processing this bread like it used to and it's a realization that I, I mean like I had and I've always but I've also always been aware of like how my body and how it feels but like I don't think a lot of people recognize that because you know when you're 20 you can eat whatever you want you know you mm -hmm. can eat pizza you could eat this and then at some point your body starts to change. Everyone's different, but that was for me. And that was when I, and that was kind of the moment where it's like I said, probably like around 35 or something. And then I start also started lowering my carbs. Cause I used to eat oatmeal every morning, mm -hmm. orange juice, like, and I thought that was healthy and it's not the worst, but like, it's definitely like, I look at that now. I'm like, God, I can't believe I fucking had oatmeal and orange juice for breakfast every day for like, for years. Uh, yeah. I remember when I realized the juice was bad for me. It took uh, me, I was like in my thirties and I was like, wait, juice is just sugar. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Right. Yeah. And you're like in all of the parts that you get out of fruit, that's healthy. Like all the fiber and stuff is processed out of the juice. Yeah. They just only took the sugar with it and then they added sugar into it. Yeah. Sugar on top of sugar. Yeah. And I uh, mean, like, I want to say my metabolism died in my twenties, by the way. And then I was just really? like, well, I guess my body's just made this shape, right? And then, like, there was a moment where I was just like, no, you can control this. There was a thing yeah. uh, my buddy Jeff Dye said, and he wasn't, like, pointing it at me. But he uh, was just talking in general about health. And he goes, yeah, sometimes when I feel hungry and I know it's not time for a meal, I just drink enough water until it's full. He's like, those are choices you can make. Exactly. And he was yeah. just like, he's like, there's not, like, 
oh, I'm hungry. It has to be nachos. It's like no one's forcing it to be nachos. No one's forcing it to be a whole meal. It's just like, oh, you're hungry. Eat as little as you need until the next meal. And it could just be a shitload of water. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, totally. Check. Yeah. Because I mean, because that's the thing, too, is like people tell me like they like I have good. I'm not I'm sorry, guys. Like I have really good skin. And, and, <laughs> you don't have to apologize for that well i'm, I'm apologize for saying it because it makes me sound like an asshole mm-hmm. but like but it goes back to i had really bad acne in high school mm-hmm. like so bad that i had to see a dermatologist and the dermatologist spoke to me about the effects of soda and chips and candy and like all these things that you eat in high school yeah and it was like but my acne was so bad and it was like you know it was it was really bad for my self-esteem. And so then I just started fucking drinking water for like years. And, and I had cut out all that stuff at a very early age. Like, like I said, the candy, chocolate, fucking chips, yeah. and soda. Um, so then once I start, like once I started really getting into like working out, I already had that habit of water. And then as I got older, I just kept drinking just tons of water. It's really good for your skin. But like you said, also, yeah. it helps you not because a lot of times when people think like your brain sends a message to your body that says it's hungry right yeah and people a lot of times don't know the difference between being thirsty or not being hydrated and Uh being hungry and sometimes a lot of times you're actually just dehydrated and thirsty and so you need to drink water but instead we don't know the difference so it feels like hunger and so we just eat food and then it's not good for us so Oh, totally. I also, but I just always drink a lot of water. I've always been a big water drinker. I come from Arizona. If you don't drink water, like you will pass out that day. Like, you know, like, so I just always was already on top of all of that. I did read something about hunger where like, for some reason we think if I'm extra hungry, that means I need to eat extra food. And it's not a measurement of how much food your body desires. It's a measurement of how much time until your body needs food. Yeah. When you're extra hungry, it means just stop and eat now. It doesn't mean that you need to eat extra on top of it. Right. Well, that's, that's, that's where like uh, people where it's important to like eat throughout the day, like every three or four hours, small meals as opposed to like, well, yeah, I know you're, you're different because, and that, and, but that's the thing though, it's working for you. And that's where we talk. I talk to people like everybody's different totally true and this is like right. everyone's got to find their balance that's the yeah. other weird thing about watching all these internet videos so like everyone has different answers because yeah. everyone's balance is totally different yeah if and, and, and anyone that said, that tries to say like this is the only way it's it's not because no, there's a bunch there's of different ways. ways there's a bunch of different ways to do it but in eating throughout the day you know snacking through you know eating every three or four hours smaller meals that means that you're less likely to overeat because that's what happens is like you said people go x amount of hours without eating and then they're really hungry and then they end up overeating and so to avoid that that's where it would probably be better more beneficial for people to eat throughout the day yeah for sure um that's and that's how i do i eat fucking all day long i'm eating until literally it's your training yeah i mean it is but uh Okay, so let's. I want to talk about this. This is very controversial. Uh, Aaron, like many of my friends back home, and like myself, I don't know if I've even talked about this on my podcast or not. I think I have, but maybe not. Like, I got vaccinated a while ago. 
because I mean, one, I just, I just wanted, I want this shit to be over with. Mm -hmm. I, I was never, uh, I was never like, uh, worried about myself like i knew that if i got it if i got covid my immune system would be strong enough that i i would be okay like i might be sick for a few days but i was pretty confident that i'd still be fine but also uh my blood type is like the lowest percentage like i'm type o blood which is like of all the blood types we contract covid like at the lowest lowest rate so like I was just I was I knew that I'd be fine, but I wanted to get vaccinated because I want to I travel for work obviously, and I just knew that I would need it, especially to go to Canada. Like you need it. Uh, yeah. And, but anyway, I got vaccinated a while ago. Whatever. But Aaron got vaccinated, and then got mm -hmm. COVID. Collecting it. Yeah. So, I mean, we could talk about it, but like. No, we can talk about it. I was. Pissed. Yeah. <laughs> I would be too. <laughs> Cause you're like, hello, I did the thing that I have to yeah, do. Yeah, no, I got vaccinated because I wanted to start really working again. And yep. I was out there working, but I was really anxious because I was like, this is how you get it. I'm back out here working in a warehouse. I'm going to get COVID, uh -huh. you know, like, and then I like, I quit the job. Like it was just so much pressure outside of just the pressure of being at a job. Now I have to deal with the pressure of like, I'm going to get COVID. And then and then the vaccine happened. And then I was like, cool. And then I got another job like immediately. I was like, hell yeah. Going to get a job. Got the vaccine. I'm good. And then one morning I wake up in a cold sweat with aches on my body. Oh, no. And I was like, exactly. And I was like, I haven't felt that in a long time. And I was like, well, I mean, the cold's still out there. Just because it's sick doesn't mean it has to be COVID. Right. And so I went and got tested, which my work pays for. And oh. then I had a breakfast, which I don't normally have. <laughs> just to see if I tasted it. I literally was like, oh, I'm going to go buy an omelet somewhere so I could taste to see if this is, if I can taste it. And I tasted wonderful. So I was like, well, I can taste, I can smell. So I'm out of here. I went to work. And then like two hours later, I got the phone call. That's like, Hey, you tested positive. Uh, I know exactly. And it was so frustrating. And I was like, what? I mean, I thought I did everything I could do. I tasted earlier. And now I'm like looking around, I'm like, oh, I'm in front of my coworkers. You know, like I was on the phone when they said it and I was like, give me 30 seconds. And I just ran like out of the building. And then I was like, what do I do next? And they were like, go home for 10 days. And I was like, damn it. Yeah. I know. And over the next four days after that, I did feel sick, but I never felt crazy sick. It was like, it was, this is obnoxious. I'm sleeping for 12 hours. I was sleeping 12 to 16 hours a day. The other strange thing that no one told me about covid which makes sense when you think about the smell and the taste you lose your appetite huh. and so like i was like i only ate once a day during covid because i wanted to make sure i was still eating something but i didn't feel a need for a dinner i was sleeping so much so i didn't feel like i was getting enough physical activity to deserve the second meal nor was i even like hankering for it i was just like okay that's fine yeah. And then after uh, 10 days, I finally tested negative again and went back to work. But it was. Wow. So you take. Yeah. Like, you test like every day until you're negative for a certain amount of times. No, I had to test five days after the first positive and that tested positive again. And then they had me come back five days after that. And then on the 10th day. So like so it was only my I only did two tests during COVID. And then went on that 10th day, I tested negative. And so that was like a Friday. And so Monday I went back at work. Okay. So now 
you're vaccinated mm-hmm. and you've gotten COVID. Yeah. So now, I'm invincible. Now I'm like, now you should be good, right? Like that's what know. I feel like. No, now that like because I was supposed to visit my cousin Melissa that weekend. And so I had to call and cancel the plane uh, trip. San Antonio. I know. It was heartbreaking because it was also just like looking forward to San Antonio. I literally had to call Delta to tell him I had Delta, which I know is a hack <laughs> joke, but I did. And so they gave me the credit back. And now that it's like I'm on the other side of it, testing negative and I'm vaccinated, even though they're like yeah. peaking right now, I'm like calling Delta. I'm like, so what flights you got available? Yeah. Like, let's. You got antibodies and a vax. Like, I mean, I don't, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure you're good. I hear you can get it again, but I hear it's really unlikely the first couple of weeks, but I'm not going gangbusters. I'm not just running around licking things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, ta- I was telling you when we were talking, uh, like, well, not so much now, but like, uh, <laughs> it, it's actually really weird right now because I'm in Oklahoma right now. And yeah. when I got here in this last summer, I mean, it was like COVID was non-existent, like yeah, no masks, no nothing. And I was just like, obviously coming from LA, I'm like, oh, like <laughs> I was not scared, but I was more like, dude, you guys are going to fucking die. Like, yeah, you guys, you guys need to be more careful, right? Because nobody was wearing masks and it, and it was old people, the people that should have been and socially and this no one was so what's interesting is you know i've seen this kind of thing where like you know you had to wear masks everywhere stuff kind of opened up here before obviously way before la did yeah Uh, but like i mean you've been able to eat in a restaurant here since may probably as long as it was one of those things where you had to wear a mask into the restaurant and then once you sat down you could take it off um but i mean that's been going on since may but like you stopped seeing masks like a while ago. And then once they officially dropped the mask mandate, like nobody had a mask on. But what's interesting is now, now that, cause cases are going, are coming up here too, mm-hmm. which I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but I'm not going to make, make it a, there's a lot of people here that are not vaccinated. <laughs> I'll just sure. Say, like, I'm well, not. outside of that, as someone who got it, it's just a different strand has a different way in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right. like, I feel like the Delta is probably going to get a lot of people that are vaccinated. But also, like, as I told people when I had it, I was like, if you could have told me when I got the vaccine, listen, we're all going to get it, but this is going to help you fight it so you don't need a hospital. Right. I'd be like, oh, cool. I, I'm taking that shot for sure then. Right. Because I also um, didn't worry. I didn't, when I got the positive, it was more like, oh, I have to be serious i didn't want to give it to other people that was concerned about that of course but i wasn't concerned about myself i was like i'm gonna be fine yeah but you're also aaron to your credit you're also a much more healthy individual now that's true and that's kind of what i've been people were getting mad at me (laughs) and i haven't really posted anything super controversial lately because i've been getting kicked off of facebook and i was permanently <laughs> i was permanently suspended i'm permanently suspended from twitter i actually had to i saw that create a new twitter account uh at peter sears one everybody yeah thank you and uh but people are getting mad at me because i was like listen guys from the beginning like eat well exercise get enough sleep take vitamins like these are all things yeah. that you can actually do to improve your immune system. And people would argue with me, it doesn't stop this. It's like, yes, I understand this, 
But if you know how the body works, a strong immune system will help you fight off viruses. It doesn't mean you won't get it, but it just means that if you did, you're probably going to be okay. Yeah, you know, it's not a catch-all, but it's definitely a help. It helps. And so if you, okay, like, you know, obviously everyone was wearing masks and that's all my social media feed was filled with was wear a mask, wear a mask. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But like, you can also take other measures to improve your health mm-hmm. and improve your chances, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, and so, And so now you're just like, do I have to fucking start telling people this again? <laughs> like, like just fucking just take care of yourself. You guys should have been doing it. I, ho- I, I was hoping that you guys learned. You should make a mask that says, take care of yourself, <laughs> eat right, build your immune system, I don't work wear out, fucking mask. I don't want to wear a fucking mask. Dude, that's why I didn't go home. I was supposed to go home yeah. two weeks ago. And then they enforce indoor masks. And I'm just like, I don't want to fucking go back to that right now because we don't. But what, what I was trying to say was that there's more people wearing masks right now here in Oklahoma, at least in the city, in the country, they still don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> of course. Like, like that's where my girlfriend's farm is. It's out in the country. But like in the city, I'm seeing more people wear masks now than I did when we were actually supposed to be wearing them, which is really hmm. interesting. So I don't know. I don't watch the news. I just I stopped watching the news forever ago. But I wonder if there's they're telling people on the news like this is more serious or something because it's really interesting. Or my other guess is that maybe all the people that are wearing masks are the people that didn't get vaccinated, which is very, very likely because I know a lot of people did not get it here. So I don't know. I would love to think that the people that are not vaccinated are like, well, I have to at least take the mask part seriously at this point. Yeah. Uh I wish the CDC, instead of just being like, now we have this rule, now we have that rule, now we have this rule, that they really listed it out differently. Like, when the numbers are this, that will behave like this. When the numbers are this, we'll behave like this. Yeah. You know, like, because when I know, like, last December, when we started hitting that second wave, I told friends I wasn't going to go hang out until we're on the other side of the wave. You know, I was like, it makes sense, like, when we hit a plateau to go out there and do the world stuff. But there's, you know, the risk reward factor. And as the risk is slipping upwards because it's going everywhere, yeah. you're like, oh, you know, it makes sense to stay in, which I don't know. I'd be curious if I didn't catch COVID at the beginning of this, if right now I'd be panicking about it. Yeah. I feel like I would have. I feel like people in L.A. would panic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was also very proud and happy that I did it. I was like, look, I did all the right things and I didn't get it. So, haha. Yeah. Damn and it. then it's like. Yeah, I know. And then that slipped away and you're like, all right, fine. I'll have to just deal with that uh, as a fact. But, that, but that, that's what I was telling when we were talking. I was telling you, like, you probably should go to Texas because like if you ha- since you haven't gone anywhere, because I'm telling you, dude, I've been I've been everywhere. Like I've been Florida. Mm-hmm. I've been Texas. I've been Arizona, like all places where they do not give. And then they don't give a shit. But then I'll go back home to L.A. And like people are wearing masks in Runyon Canyon. And I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. no, that's not how it works. <laughs> like it's, it's weird, but it's just like, when you, if you like, if you go to San Antonio, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, COVID's over. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Yeah, there. no, that's what I hear. Like, weird. especially like, you know, my family's from Arizona. Yeah, and so yeah. as I see and hear things in Arizona, you're just like, oh yeah, they're not doing any of that stuff right now. No. Like it's over for them. Yeah, it's been over. I was, I went, I was, I worked laughs in October 
Uh-huh. And it was over. Like, I think I want to say we still had to wear masks around the club. And I think it was the same thing where like you had to wear a mask when you walked in, but you could take it off once you sat at the table. I'm pretty sure that's how it was. Were they still at 100% capacity? They were not at 100 <laughs> Okay. Definitely not. Yeah, they were That's very, the difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were spread out. Uh, it was more than 50, but it was probably like maybe. So I was going to say, they pack them in so tight in that club that yeah. it would be like, why even worry about the mask? I'm yeah, sitting yeah. so close to everybody. No, it was, uh, it was definitely like they had removed quite yeah. a few tables. So yeah, like flapper, not flapper. Yeah, flapper. Flappers is the 50% capacity right now. Oh, really? Yeah, because I asked him when Jay Leno started showing up. Now that they have Jay Leno there every night. Yeah. I was like, is he selling the place out? And they're like, well, as much as we're selling the place out is, now, he's like. He's there every night right now? I know he's there on the weekends. Yeah. yeah, he's there every night. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Good for him. It I seems like he's there six days out of the week, if I'm wow. really going to get technical. Wow, that's a lot of days, though. I wonder, is he getting ready for a special or something? No, he's just always been this obsessive over stand-up. And for some reason, when he was doing the Tonight Show, he his monologue was scratching that itch. And then on the other side of it, he was just at Comedy Magic all the time. Yeah. And And now that Comedy Magic is not open yet. Yeah. And he got the the golden thumbs up from Mike, who owns Comedy Magic, is like, Yeah, we're not opening up for a while, Jay. You can go talk to Flappers. Okay. He just showed up at Flappers with Jimmy Brogan, was like, I would love some spots. And then afterwards, they're like, would you like to send us your availability? And he goes, oh, just put me down for every night. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, exactly. And they were like, excuse me, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to us. Yeah. I mean, I know they were struggling, so that's probably really good for them. Yeah. They did the coolest thing during COVID. I, uh, yeah. They were delivering food and stuff, right? Yeah. 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 They were, that kitchen was open. It was delivering food to older people that needed it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a government oh. program. Oh, Wheels I know on Wheels that. program. Oh, yeah. wow. I, I just, I remember them like just keeping the kitchen open so that they had business coming in still. I didn't realize they were also doing a, a good thing like that. Oh, you know, about two months into the pandemic, they stopped that completely. They got this government grant because I came in during, there was one day that like I had a meeting with them like in the middle of the day. It was like noon and they were making like 300 pancakes. And I was like, 300 pancakes? And Dave explained to me, it's like, oh, yeah, no, look, we do all this. And then it's going to go out to, like, 300 people. It's going to be a big van that shows up and takes 300 breakfasts, 300 lunches. And they get paid for it. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I was like, this is the most positive thing that could have possibly happened to Flappers. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Now, Flappers has also... Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about all the clubs in like the LA area, minus the Comedy Magic Club, which is an entirely different thing. They have like the best actual food menu. Flappers mm-hmm. does. Like you That's could because of the Comedy Magic Club. Is it? Because so have you ever been to Comedy Magic? Yeah, I, I used to live in Hermosa. Yeah. I used to live in Hermosa. Now I oh, haven't. I haven't been as a comic, but I used to live in Hermosa Beach, so I'd go there. You know, fairly regularly. So Barb and Dave started doing shows in uh, the Ice House is where they really started their thing before they did the, the other stuff. But they wanted to model their kitchen after the Comedy Magic Club uh, where they have uh, like real steaks and yeah. they have, like they have and they like food there. Yeah, it's great food. And so that's why they got an actual chef. Oh, OK, that makes sense. And that's yeah, why that's they cool. also don't serve um, 
what is it? They don't serve mozzarella sticks or chicken fingers. They refuse. Yeah, because that's the that's the shit that you get. Fucking ugh. Everyone, uh, exactly. That, that's a little 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 uh, tidbit. I'm gonna open a comedy club one day, and we're also gonna have like real food. That's mm-hmm. how I'm gonna roll. It was, it was my idea to do it, inspired by flappers, and uh, that's pretty much it. Because that's really, I mean, comedy magic club, I guess too. But like, yeah, not a lot of comedy clubs have quality food and then the comics are left well do i eat this shit food or do i not and i don't but like you know i get why they do uh Mm -hmm. so that's cool man well fuck man i think you should go to texas go visit i'm planning like oh we're (laughs) melissa and i are shooting back and forth dates to figure out what's the best weekend for me to head out out there sweet melissa's awesome tell her i said hello uh of course and your podcast uh tell me the name of it again Putting up with Aaron Michael Marsh. Put it, put it up with Aaron. And when you, when do your episodes come out? Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, and then uh, tell people where they can find. I'll put it in the show notes, but tell people where they can find you on social media. They can find me at Aaron M Marsh on everything. It's the same on my Instagram, my Twitter, my Venmo. Aaron like M it. Marsh. I like absolutely. it. absolutely. Keep it easy for people. Uh, do you mm-hmm. have any shows coming up or anything? I know that I have one coming up, and I can't remember it. So okay. look at my social media for it. <laughs> um, and I'll promote my shows. Um, what day is it today? Okay, yeah. So I'm gonna be at uh, I'm gonna be at the Looney Bin in Oklahoma City uh, Wednesday, the 11th of August through Saturday the 14th. There'll be six shows, um, and there'll be a little tune-up because I don't know if you guys know this. I think I've talked about it on here, but I'm filming uh, my new comedy album also in Oklahoma City. Uh, August 21st, which is the Saturday afterwards. Tickets are on sale for that. We're calling it, I know what you did last quarantine. We're doing it in a barn. It's going to be so awesome. So if you guys are near Oklahoma City, uh, there's a link to the tickets on my uh, on my Instagram and stuff, on my link tree. Um, they're on Eventbrite, but if you just use the link, you'll get there. Um, so we're doing two shows for that. I'm very excited. So if you anywhere near Oklahoma City, come be a part of my taping because uh, I'm going to talk all about how I spent the last quarantine, how I went from being in LA to working on a fucking farm for the summer. So cool, man. Uh, dude, thank you for, for coming on, man. Thanks um, for having me, man. Thank you guys for listening to the camera ads, 10 pounds. I'll see you guys next time. Hang on.